Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. This is your instant reaction podcast that will come to you every Sunday night. As soon as I can, right after the game, I'm going to give you my first blush reaction of whatever happens on the field, good or bad. Um, It's not going to be as planned out as I usually am because I want to sort of give you my raw emotion right after the game, how I'm feeling. Uh, I wish I had a happy recap tonight. I wish I could tell you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and I wish I could tell you I had confidence you'd do it. But to be honest, I know when you're ticked off, that's not really what you want to be doing, and I don't can't really say I blame you, but I'm going to ask anyway. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. <sighs> I wish I could tell you that the Niners picked up right where they left off. Well, you know what? I guess maybe they did because it turns out that the defense blew another fourth quarter lead and the 49ers lost the game they should have won. So maybe they did sort of pick up where they left off. Uh, obviously, uh, you know by now, I'm sure, the Cardinals beat the 49ers 24-20. to Look, let me just be perfectly blunt, okay? There was no part of this game that was good. There was no part of this game that was good for the 49ers, whether it was the offense that didn't convert a third down in the entire first half, whether it was the defense that gave up a fourth-quarter lead, as I said, along with multiple, multiple horrible penalties that extended Cardinals' drives, whether it was the special teams allowing a block punt in the first quarter where one guy was responsible for two rushers, and coaching, Kyle Shanahan's coaching. Multiple decisions in this game that we'll get into where Kyle Shanahan had a chance to be aggressive, and just like last year, multiple times, Kyle Shanahan wimped out. He was not aggressive, and when he was aggressive, it didn't work out. The 49ers failed. They were 0-2 for on fourth down in two huge spots. So no part of this game was good if you're the 49ers. Now, coming up a little later in the show, I'm going to give you reasons to be optimistic why even though this game was terrible, the sky is not totally falling. I'm going to get into that. Don't worry. It's not all doom and gloom, okay? I promise. Everything the 49ers want is still available to them. Don't go crazy. But this was bad. And before we get to the reasons for optimism, we sort of have to do the post-mortem here. We sort of got to do the autopsy. And I mean, I don't know where you want to start. I guess we'll start with the offense. Jimmy Garoppolo. Inaccurate again all day. The final number is 19 of 33 for 259 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, took three sacks. The numbers look better than he played. I have to be honest with you. He was inaccurate all day. Any throw into the flat I felt like was high. He threw high into the flat at one point right before the half. George Kittle had to jump for it when he came down. His leg got hyperextended and scared the bejesus out of 49ers fans from sea to shining sea. Luckily, Kittle came back, but we don't know how healthy Kittle is. We have no idea. He came back and played because he's a gamer that he's certainly not 100%. Obviously, that's distressing. But Jimmy just, he didn't have it. He didn't have it in the final last possession of the game. He was throwing a Bourne in the end zone. He had Bourne. Bourne was open. He got past Patrick Peterson. Garoppolo saw him. He threw it on time. He just didn't throw it with enough mustard on it. And the ball hit Patrick Peterson in the helmet and bounced away, and it was incomplete. And the 49ers ended up not scoring on that possession. And Jimmy wasn't – he didn't have guys at his ankles on that play. You know, It wasn't like the Super Bowl throw to Emmanuel Sanders where guys were all over him. This was different. He had time to make the throw, and he blew it. And Kyle could have gone after him after the game, but he didn't, which is frustrating because I think he might need to. But 
Garoppolo was not good all day. He was pressured. I, I will give him that. The 49ers had their third string center in there, and there was interior pressure. Again, what else is new for this team? And he was rattled, clearly. Clearly he was rattled. He's got to be better. That's just, that's it. He has to be better. A lot of times last year in the crucial moments, he stepped up and made big plays. He didn't do it today. And there's going to be a lot of talk about him, and I'm sure we'll do it on this show and other shows and across nationally. I know exactly what the narrative is going to be because I produced pro football talk for years, and I worked at Mike and Mike for years. I know how the national narratives work. They were saying going into the year that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't good, that he couldn't get it done in crunch time, and that's exactly what happened today. And that's what they're going to say. He just can't get it done. He's not that guy. He's not Brady. And for at least one more week, they're right. Now, let's look elsewhere on the offense. Both starting wide receivers were out. No Debo, no Brandon Ayuk. But you know what? I don't, the 49ers receivers were putrid today. Just putrid. The starting wide receivers were Kendrick Bourne and Dante Pettis. They got you a combined two catches for 34 yards, and both of those were by Kendrick Bourne. Dante Pettis had a great camp. He was looking good. He looks so much different. Let's throw some bouquets at Dante Pettis. You know what he did today? Nothing. One target the whole day. Now, Kyle Shanahan did say that the game plan was not to go to the wide receivers today. Well, you mission accomplished, Kyle, because you didn't. But, I mean, they weren't even a threat. They weren't even a threat. You could tell the Cardinals were not scared of the wide receivers at all. Jimmy hardly threw a ball outside the numbers all game. There was nothing from the wide receivers. It reminded me of last season before Emmanuel Sanders showed up. Obviously, that's something that is hopefully going to improve when the starters come back, but it was bad. Trent Taylor, two catches, seven yards on five targets. The longest pass Trent Taylor caught was five yards. I know he's been away from football for a long time and hope, you know, they'll get better, I'm sure, but that was ugly. Let's not sugarcoat it. Like I said, there was no part of the game that was good. Kittle started off good. He was strong early, but after he took that injury, he wasn't the same. Kittle ended up with four catches for 44 yards. Jordan Reed played, barely. Two catches for 12 yards. Again, we heard a lot of good things about Jordan Reed. I don't know where he was out there on Sunday. I couldn't find him. So, yeah, it was bad. The special teams, we already talked about the punt. But Robbie Gold, you know what? I should say Robbie Gold was good. I shouldn't ding everybody because it's not his fault. He was two for two, including a 52-yarder, which he shouldn't have had to kick, but we'll get into that too. Sorry, Robbie Gold, standout 49er, the only good thing all day. My bad, Robbie. For the defense, we've seen this with Kyler Murray before. They can't stop him. I think that they try to sack him too much, and he takes advantage of it. Because once they rushers get upfield, he just takes off. And he is so fast. He is so fast. But it's not like he was killing them with his arm. He was 26 of 40 for 230 yards. He had a rating of 78. But on the ground, 13 carries for 91 yards. That's an average of 7 yards a carry. That's awesome. And he had a touchdown. The Niners defense just cannot slow him down. Mobile quarterbacks give them trouble, and he's one of the most mobile in the entire league. And they're going to see him again, and I imagine he's going to do similar things. The defense got gassed in this one. They were on the field for 78 plays. They were wiped out. The offense could not sustain drives, and that's something that's going to be a common theme for the 49ers all year long. Can they sustain drives to give their defense a chance to recharge a little bit, to refresh? 
49ers couldn't do it. Like I said, they converted no third downs in the first half. So that puts your defense on the field a lot. And the one scoring drive the 49ers did have, touchdown drive, I should say, in the first half, was one play. 76-yard completion to Raheem Mostert, where he just made Isaiah Simmons look like a complete noob out there, which he was. Burned him on a little Texas route coming out of the backfield. Took it to the house because he's fast as hell. So the defense was absolutely gassed. Just wiped out. Like I said, Kyler Murray was sacked twice, but he only lost six yards on both of those sacks. So, I mean, really, what did they really do? I mean, they were basically like incompletions, more or less. So, yeah, the defense just, it was disappointing because you thought they were going to have a better plan. You heard about how good they looked all, all camp. And by the way, anytime you want to cover DeAndre Hopkins, Robert Sala in San Francisco, please feel free because he ate your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 14 catches for 151 yards. 14 catches on 16 targets. And the 49ers, they actually moved Richard Sherman around in this one. Sherman was shadowing Hopkins for a while. It didn't matter if it was Sherman. didn't matter if it was Emmanuel Mosley who started opposite Sherman. They put everybody on Hopkins, and they couldn't stop him. And that's distressing because he's clearly the only receiving threat the Cardinals have. I don't care about Larry Fitzgerald. I'm sorry, he's ancient. The ghost of Larry Fitzgerald is not a threat. Hopkins was the only threat, and the 49ers didn't stop him. And it's upsetting because Robert Sala had a lot of time to plan for this one, and it's not like it took you by surprise what they were going to try and do out there. Okay. Now, i got to get to Kyle. I have said since last season, sometimes it was on the 49ers Web Zone podcast when I did that. I've said it on podcasts here before the season. Kyle Shanahan must get more aggressive on fourth down. He has to. He has to stop acting like his defense is going to stop the other team every time. It killed him today. It really did. I counted four fourth downs where Kyle Shanahan should have gone for it, and he didn't. First drive of the game, 49ers go right down the field. They're at the Arizona 34-yard line. It's fourth and three. Kyle couldn't wait to have Robbie Gold out there. He couldn't wait to run him on the field. It's fourth and three. You're the offensive genius. You can't scheme up a play for three yards. How is it that Jimmy Garoppolo could be so great because Kyle Shanahan could scheme anything open, but you can't get three yards? They kick a field goal. Let me just say, I'm going to tweet this out all year. You're going to get sick of me saying it. Field goals are failures. They're failures in the offense. I'm sorry. A 52-yard field goal, you're telling me your odds are better of making a 52-yard field goal than they are getting three yards? If that's the case, you're in trouble. Let me tell you, you got problems. I mean, give me a break. Fourth and goal from the one-yard line later in the game. The 49ers did go for it. Congratulations. They got stopped. That that happens sometimes. I can't, I'm not going to ding you on that. It was the right decision. Wrong outcome, obviously. They ran it. They got stopped. Okay, that happens. That doesn't mean you stop going for it. Fourth and two later in the game from the six-yard line. The six-yard line. They kick a field goal. They kick a field goal. It's fourth and two. Come on. I don't get why he continually takes his offense off the field. Later in the game again, fourth and two. 49ers on their own 43-yard line. Punt. What happened? They pinned the Cardinals to the six-yard line. You know what the Cardinals did? They went all the way down the field and scored a touchdown. Granted, there were some penalties, and we'll get to those too. But, Kyle, you got to go for it, man. You don't have the Purple People Eaters defense out here, okay? You don't have the Legion of Boom, especially against this quarterback. 
You have to be aggressive. Did you not learn in the Super Bowl? Andy Reid was going for it left, right, and center on fourth down. Before the game, the 49ers had a big lead. He was still going for it, and they were getting it, and they were moving the chains. Because you know the only thing harder than stopping a great offense three times is stopping a great offense four times. You put the pressure on their defense. Ask them, would you rather we punt here, or would you rather us go for it? They're going to say punt. So why are you doing what they want you to do? That doesn't make sense to me. So that was frustrating. I'm going to continue to say it. Stop kicking field goals and punting on fourth down when you're near midfield. Just stop. And you saw a lot of teams go for it. A lot of teams. I'm starting to write them down now. The Browns went for it twice. The Chiefs went for it. The Bears went for it. The Seahawks went for it. The Colts. The Falcons went for it twice. Washington went for it on fourth and one. I mean, come on, Kyle. You should be leading this charge. That's upsetting. One more thing I want to say about this game before we take a break, and then I tell you on the other side why the sky isn't totally falling. Why, even though today was bad, and it was bad, don't panic just yet. But this game today reminded me of the NFC Championship game in 2011. It was the exact same game. 49ers offense just could not move the ball. They couldn't complete a pass to a wide receiver. Remember that game? They completed... I think it was one pass to a wide receiver the whole game, and it was to Michael Crabtree late in the fourth quarter. They converted one third down, and that was the last play of regulation. It might have been that that pass to Crabtree. I can't even remember now specifically, but that's the game it reminded me of. Defense was playing well enough, keeping you in the game for a long time, and the offense just continually did nothing again and again, disappointing on third down. It was a flashback that I did not appreciate. My stupid brain let me down on that one. All right. Now, it was bad. Yes, I've just explained why. Many, many times why. But the sky is not falling. All is not lost. Things will get better. Let me take a break. I'll explain to you why right after this. Okay, welcome back. Now, I know I spent the first 15 minutes telling you how bad today was, and it was bad. Sunday night, it's about 8.30 on the East Coast. I'm still a little frustrated, but I'm going to try and talk you down a little bit here because even though the loss was bad and the 49ers are 0-1 and the national media is going to have their fun on Monday, Jimmy Garoppolo can't get it done. There's no wide receivers for this team. That's okay. It's okay. Look at the schedule. Coming up next, at the Jets. Did you see how the Jets look today? Can you name an offensive skill player on the Jets not named Sam Darnold? Le'Veon Bell. Frank Gore. Okay, that's easier than I thought for 49ers fans. At the Jets, at the Giants. Great. That is just what this team needs. They're going to stay at the Greenbrier in between games, so they're not going to have to travel cross country. It's okay. Three weeks from now, the 49ers are going to be 2-1, and one, and you're going to say, we're okay. Anyone that says the Niners are done, you're going to be jumping down their throat. Then the last game of the first quarter of the season is Philadelphia, who blew a 17-point lead to the Washington football team today. Not that the Eagles aren't good, but they clearly have their own problems. If the 49ers get through the first four games of this season, 3-1, and one, you say, I take that, right? You would take that. Now, maybe you would think that they would have lost to Philadelphia instead of Arizona. But it doesn't matter. If you end up 4-1, and one, or 3-1, and one, excuse me, after four games, don't matter how you got there. Now, 
If they happen to drop one of these other games, okay, we'll talk. But everything the 49ers want is still there. Just scrolling through Twitter, George Kittle says he feels fantastic, says the injury is a non-issue. I feel like George is always going to say that, but we'll keep an eye on it. But for him to come out that strong, you at least think he's going to be able to be on the field. So that's obviously good. And if by some chance there were some players on the team that thought, hey, we're just going to stroll into town, we're going to go 13-3 and again, this is their wake-up call. And you got it early. This is the wake-up call to everybody in the locker room. Kyle Shanahan's been saying it, but it's one thing to have your coach say it. You expect him to say it. It's like when your mom tells you you look good and you're a catch. It's like you kind of have to say that, right? That doesn't count. No one really takes that to heart. Well, now you got the punch in the gut. Here it is. Week one. Right out there for you. This is the wake-up call to everybody in the locker room. This ain't 2019 anymore. You thought we were just going to show up with the gold helmets and put the whooping on everybody? Well, guess what? Sometimes you kind of forget how hard it was. You forget in the moment. You forget that in week one last year, before Richard Sherman had a pick six, you really had your butt clenched in that game against Tampa Bay. You don't really remember how close a lot of the games were. The final score, you see the numbers, and the numbers are far apart. You think, yeah, we kicked their ass. It's not the case. A lot of these games were pucker games for the 49ers. Last year, they were able to get it done in a lot of them, and they can do it again. But you got to forget the success you had last year and remember the work that you put in last year. And I think they can do it. And I think they're going to get their confidence up with the next two games, like I said. They have a test against Philadelphia because Doug Peterson is a good coach. But they clearly should win that game. They should be favored in that game. If they exit the first quarter of the season 3-1, and one, like I said, I think the locker room will be right on track. They'll know what's up. The 49ers have one of the oldest teams in the league when you look at their roster. They're not going to get flustered. I don't think they're going to think the sky is falling. I think it's just going to be a wake-up call that they need. I wish the Seahawks lost today. It'd feel a little better if that happened. Instead, they actually let Russell Wilson throw the ball. I think he was 31 of 35 for like, three million yards and four touchdowns. So that's a little upsetting because Pete Carroll was our greatest ally when it came to the Seahawks games, but let's not go crazy. The 49ers come out next week and they win by 30 points over the Jets. You're going to feel a whole lot better about things. Kyle Posey was at the post-game pressers. He pointed out nobody's pointing fingers on the 49ers. Well, that's good. I would like to see Kyle get a little more upset with Jimmy Garoppolo, though. Like, I would like to set him to see him say, you know what, Jimmy missed some throws. When it was fourth and five on the final real possession of the game for the 49ers, and they throw a post little out route to Trent Taylor, he's open. They pointed it out on the broadcast. He was open, and Garoppolo was threw it behind Taylor, and he threw it late, which, of course, is a horrible combination, and the ball was knocked down. I think it's okay for Kyle Shanahan to say, Jimmy missed it. Jimmy's got to be better. What's wrong with that? He does have to be better. I don't know if it's because Garoppolo takes a lot of criticism from the national media and probably a lot from 49ers fans as well at times. I don't I don't know why he's hesitant to do that. But look, you pumped him up, right? You pumped him up all last year. And I get that. You want to establish a relationship. You want to show confidence in your guy. I get all of that. I think Bill Belichick is doing the same thing with Cam Newton. you got to build that relationship. But that's there for the 49ers. You got to the Super Bowl with this guy. You had a whole season to build that relationship. Now you have to be real. Now you have to put it to the test. I used to work with a host, Eric Casillas, who used to always say, whether you're a coach or a parent, sometimes you go to the sugar cubes, sometimes you go to the tough love. 
And when they think they're going to get tough loves, that's when you go to the sugar cubes. When they think they're going to pump them up a little, go to the sugar cubes, that's when you hit them with the tough love. I think it's time for the tough love for Kyle Shanahan. Do yourself a favor. Don't listen to the national media on Monday. Turn it off tomorrow. Don't do it. Don't go deeper into the pool of misery. You're listening to this, right? We, we took that dip already. Now we're coming back up out of it already. Just give yourself the day. Don't listen. You know what they're going to say. You know what they're going to say. Jimmy Garoppolo can't get it done. Super Bowl hangover for the 49ers. That's what they're going with. Do you really want to hear that? Do you need to hear that? Don't do that to yourself, okay? You know what's up. I just laid it out for you why things are not as bad as they look and why they're going to get better as soon as next week. Don't take that dive. Check your fantasy team. Spend some time with your significant other. Don't just sit there and listen to all the negativity. You know the 49ers aren't going to do it. You shouldn't do it either. I hope we've grieved a little. I hope you've accepted the loss and accepted this is a new year with new challenges. Now, like I said, give yourself a break from it. Come back tomorrow. Listen to Niner Nate. You know Niner Nate's going to give the team a lot of love. Conductor of the hype train. That's what you need to do. Build yourself up. Own one. Don't worry. I'm Rob Stats Carrera.